I'm Amy Eddings. Thanks for tuning in. It's WNYC's Financial 411, our take on the economic news of the day. City officials want to attract a major research institution to open a new science and engineering campus in New York City. As an incentive, the city is offering publicly owned land and as much as $100 million in funding. It was the highlight of an event on the future of New York City, hosted by Crane's New York Business. WNYC's Lisa Chow was there and joins me now. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Amy. City officials have really been pushing technology. Why is that? Well, they see energy and dynamism in this sector, and they also see a real opportunity. One city official said the silver lining of the downturn is that lots of highly skilled people who were marching off to Wall Street right after college are now forced to think about alternatives, and some are deciding to start their own business. So Wall Street isn't the brain drain that it used to be. So the city, they feel, should capitalize on this and foster you know, diversification of the city's economy. You attended a panel in which tech entrepreneurs talked about the barriers to starting a company in New York, like Bloomberg LP. What did they say? So this was interesting. I mean, people talk about real estate prices and all that. One tech investor said, actually, if you compare real estate prices to Silicon Valley, New York City is only 3 to 7% more expensive. And when you look on the people and employee salary side, it's actually cheaper. It's about 8 to 10% cheaper. Don't ask me where he got those numbers. <laughs> but he says it's really state and city taxes that puts New York at a competitive disadvantage to Silicon Valley. Now, the official representing the city responded by saying, yes, the tax situation is not ideal, but you know what? You get something for those taxes. City services, cultural institutions, all the things that make New York attractive to the best and the brightest. And if those people want to live in New York, then tech companies won't have any choice but to follow them. WNYC's Lisa Chow, thanks so much. Thanks, Amy. The iconic image of New York City is its skyline, glass buildings jutting up into the air. But Chris Roddick spends his days climbing the city's natural skyscrapers, trees. For 17 years, Roddick has been pruning, planting, and inspecting trees at the Brooklyn Botanical Garden. Sarah Kate Kramer brings us his story for this week's New York Works series. So we're tied in. Climbing line set. Chris Roddick is standing underneath a 70-foot-tall little-leaf linden tree in the Brooklyn Botanical Garden. After considering the strength of lindenwood, he uses an underhand throw to toss a thin rope over a specific branch. you got to know that you picked a good branch. There's no thinking here because when you're climbing, you don't get a second chance if you come down out of the tree. The fierce rainstorms in 2010 wreaked so much havoc at the garden that Roddick is still dealing with the damage. His mission today is to clamber up the linden and cut down a dead branch. The procedure is more to protect us than the tree. Two people, including a baby, were killed by falling tree limbs in Central Park last year. Trees are self-pruning, so they really don't need us to prune them, but we just don't want to be underneath the tree when they self-prune. That's kind of where we come in. There are over 5 million trees in New York City, and Roddick says the delicate balance between nature and built environment means city trees need more care than country trees. Trees are fighting for real estate in New York City just like everyone else. And oftentimes their root systems get dug up or through excavation or repairing the sidewalk. Roddick hoists himself up the linden tree on a rope that can handle 6,000 pounds. A bit more than he weighs, but it's better to be safe than sorry. This is a job that's extremely dangerous. You're working at great heights, sitting on a half-inch rope with a chainsaw. And that's that's not like a smart thing to do, I guess, but that's what they pay us to do here. When he got his first job as an arborist, Roddick was terrified of heights. But he loved trees and wanted the work. 
Eventually, he realized he was breathing normally while 100 feet up in the air. And now he loves being in the canopy. The architecture of the tree or being blown around in the wind with the tree and feeling that, it's an incredible feeling. It's, like, it's very special. Not too many people get to do it, and I get to do it for a living. As he saws through the dead branch, clouds of sawdust spray everywhere, illuminating shafts of sunlight streaming through the leaves. When he's through with the chainsaw, Radek hammers in some wedges and gives the branch a little kick. It gently separates from the trunk and hangs in the air, carried by an elaborate rope system he set up. In a forest, dead wood provides a good habitat for wildlife. But Radek says this New York City tree is better off without it. I guess it would be a happier tree because if it fell out and hurt somebody, we'd probably have to cut the whole tree down. It's a tall order to inspect and maintain millions of trees in the five boroughs. And not just anyone is allowed to take a chainsaw to a branch. You need training and a permit. For those who want to work their green thumbs on street trees, Roddick is part of a city program training official citizen pruners. For WNYC, I'm Sarah Kate Kramer. Listen to our entire New York Work series on our website, WNYC.org, and let us know who you think we should profile. Markets soared today after Coca-Cola and IBM reported strong second-quarter earnings, and President Obama announced a breakthrough in negotiations over raising the nation's debt ceiling. The Dow climbed 202 points, closing at 12,587. The S&P rose 21 points, closing at 1,327. This is WNYC.